God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, a podcast dedicated to the healing words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his story of redemption. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and so are sales. Advertisers use words to entice us to buy their products. Advertisers aren't evil, just real clever at getting us to remember their products and eventually getting us to try them. People in third world countries who never hear advertising literally don't know what they're missing, and they're usually better off for it. If you never heard about something, you'd never buy it. Obviously, advertising works. An advertising company with a little lizard as its spokesperson spent $1.6 billion in advertising in 2019, while a computer company that has a piece of fruit as its logo spent over $600 million. There's something about the power of words that we need to awaken to. Who are we listening to? Whose words do we give value to? Whose words do we believe? We have an enemy that is an expert at throwing words at us like darts. He shoots words at us like arrows. It's time we learn to fight back against accusing words and learn to protect our hearts from these evil words. Today, I will share words from God's heart to help you strengthen yours. Give a listen. I recently had a situation at work where an instruction was given to a helper to place items in one spot before they were loaded to a truck. And then the helper was given a different instruction to take the items to the back of the truck directly. The two different directions caused confusion and an unhappy helper who felt he was wasting his time moving things around twice. There was no evil intent in the two different instructions which were given by two different people, only bad organization. The words he was given moved him to a certain behavior. The second words he was given conflicted with the first words, and that definitely moved him to another behavior. Our lives are shaped by the words we've heard. It's all about the words that we've heard. They have the power our hearts to stir. Words of falsehood take us to the absurd, Words of truth, our hearts strongly gird. If we listen to the lies, they make us sad. If we listen to the truth, it makes us glad. The words of the accuser will drive us mad. The words of truth to our heart, we must add. Seems like a simple thing to be done, that with truth our heart can become one. When we read God's words, we have begun to be conformed to the image of his Son. The challenge before us is to believe that his love and mercy we have received. To these eternal truths we must cleave, so the accuser's words no longer deceive. For the most part, I identify myself age-wise as a child of the 70s. Rock and roll from that era still moves me. But for the most part, I listen to contemporary Christian music. Why? because of the lyrics. A while back, I was taking my old cassettes, yes, I'm dating myself again, and was recording them into my computer. 
There was a certain band that I liked that had three albums. I had taken the time to record my favorite songs from those three albums into one cassette. As I was listening that day to the songs, I realized how much I disliked their lyrics. The music was amazing, but not the words. I ended up throwing the cassette in the trash and deleting the files I had recorded. A Christian friend came into my house shortly thereafter and saw the cassette on the very top of my trash. It was a very fast-paced music, and they thought it would be great to listen to when they went jogging. I warned them about the lyrics. They said they liked the band. About three days later, I got a call from that friend, and they said the cassette was back in the trash. What do the words you repeatedly hear do to you? And then again, what do the words you hear only one time do to you? Words spoken by those of authority over us carry great weight. When we were young, we tend to trust those in authority over us, such as our parents, but also our teachers. What are they teaching us? Consider this record from the book of Job, spoken by one of his miserable comforters. Job chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Surely you have instructed many, and you have strengthened weak hands. Your words have upheld him who was stumbling, and you have strengthened the feeble knees. Job, who is described as blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil, spoke words that upheld those who were stumbling. That's the kind of teacher whose words we need. His words strengthen those whom he instructed. So if you're feeling weak, whose words do you go to? Many, many years ago as a teenager, there was a person in my life that had influence over me. Usually it was godly, but this person unfortunately had a somewhat negative attitude at times. This person had the bad habit of saying, you can't want them all. I remember one time when I accidentally sat on my wire rim glasses and bent them so bad that the frames needed to be replaced. That evening, I remember sitting on the edge of my bed, pondering this dilemma, and a thought entered my mind. I guess you can't win them all. Fortunately, the Holy Spirit tapped me on the shoulder, and I realized the error I had just considered and rejected that thought. I had heard this person say the phrase too many times, and I almost adopted it as my own. Fortunately, I was alerted to the error in that type of confession. Just because you don't win them all doesn't mean you can't. Listen to this truth revealed in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. What will we do with this? The Bible says we're always caused to triumph in Christ. Yet I know my life does not manifest this promise. Christ always triumphed. Philippians says that I can do all things through Christ. The question comes down to, what do you believe? Who will you listen to? Just because I don't doesn't mean I can't win them all. We can be far more victorious than the world tells us. So let's get the L out of the world and believe the word. Seems like a simple thing to be done, that with truth our heart can become one. 
When we read God's words, we have begun to be conformed to the image of his Son. I made a statement earlier that advertisers are not evil. I recognize that can be highly debated. There is a definite slant to how products are portrayed. The type of spokesperson can attract us to a product. A famous person might sway our consideration of a product. The idea that if we don't have a product could make us less of a person. If I have this certain product, I'll be cool. If I use a certain product, I'll be cool. If I buy that certain product, honestly, I just might be a fool. We have to be careful what we buy into financially and mentally. I also mentioned those in authority over us as parents or teachers, and I should add employers. Those can greatly influence us. The things they say to us have a greater weight because of their position of authority. When we get a compliment from one of these people, it makes us feel great. But what if we get an insult from one of these people in authority over us? Everything we hear must be filtered through the truth of God's word. Who do you allow to speak into your life? What do you spend your time listening to? What do you meditate upon? When I'm working outdoors, as long as the battery on my Bluetooth speaker is working, I listen to Christian music or sometimes a teaching. While in my workshop, I listen to Christian music. This way, my mind can be affected by the godly lyrics that are being sung. This way, I'm affecting the atmosphere of my surroundings. What we allow into our personal environment always has an effect. Therefore, we must be diligent to guard our environment. Remember the records in the Gospels where Jesus went in to pray for some people? Jesus would clear the room. He would not allow those with unbelief to affect the atmosphere. When Peter went to pray for Dorcas, he put everyone out of the room. There are times when we need to clear out people and their unbelief. We need to pay attention to who we spend time with and what we watch and listen to on the TV or radio. Where does our strength to stand come from? Ultimately, it comes from God. We need to be attuned to His voice. We need to expect Him to show up. One of my favorite verses in the Bible has always been Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. To wait upon the Lord is both literal, as in patiently spending time until he shows up, but then also being in service and connection with him. It's more than a partnership. He's our Father. Jesus is our brother and the Holy Spirit our guide, comforter, and teacher. We are not alone. The voice of truth is always available for us to listen to. Consider this record in the book of Daniel. Daniel had prayed and was having a difficult time hearing the voice of God. There was spiritual warfare being waged against him. Finally, an angel in the likeness of a man showed up and spoke to Daniel. Daniel chapter 10, verse 16. And suddenly, one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. 
For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. Then again, the one, having the likeness of a man, touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Right after Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit sent him into the wilderness. There he was tempted by the devil after 40 days of fasting. He confronted the devil with, It is written. The battle is a battle of words. Jesus spoke the word of his Father to defend himself against the temptations before him. At the end of the temptation, when the devil left, God's angels came and ministered to Jesus. We must always recognize that in any wilderness situation, we have the word to defend us and angels to minister to us. Here an angel came and ministered to Daniel, the result of which was being strengthened. The angel said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Fear not is one of the most common phrases that comes out of the mouths of angels. I guess it must be a common problem we have. We should not fear because we have God on our side. We have legions of angels available to us. But the greatest of these things are the words of God spoken to us. This angel told Daniel he was greatly beloved. You are God's beloved child in whom he is well pleased. You have no need to fear. Then the angel told Daniel, Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. The word of the Lord to us, whether written or spoken by another believer or an angel, is to realize we are loved, we have no need to fear, and we are encouraged so that we are strong. Rest this day in these words and realize you are greater than any situation you are facing. Peace be unto you. The challenge before us is to believe that his love and mercy we have received. To these eternal truths we must cleave so the accuser's words no longer deceive. Moses spoke to the children of Israel what God had communicated to him. Here is his conclusion in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. More and more, I'm tiring of the poor choices set before me on the myriad of streaming services available and on television. I still watch TV and movies, and I recognize I watch too much. Lately, I have been choosing to simply turn it off. I fasted from watching TV for a number of days recently because I recognize a need to feed myself with the truth. I have a need to saturate myself with the truth. I think and I pray, I'm being honest about this, that if I had my thoughts weighed in the balances, they would come out to be more godly than not. I know there are bad days. 
but I'm not going to let those bad days stop me from choosing life now. I know I have life and I have blessing and I'm endeavoring to increase the amount of life and blessing in my life by intentionally spending more time in prayer and reading of the truth. What will be your decision? What will you choose? Whose words will you listen to?